Wisdom. What is that? Well, if we have to ask, we've got a problem. But what would you consider valuable? Money? Your home? Your job? Good life? But we know there's something much more valuable, much more important. We're going to talk about it a little bit tonight, and that's wisdom. Well, can you name something that is wise? What about an owl? We always talk about the wise old owl. But that's just a bird, isn't it? Kind of a neat bird. But it has traits that we often associate with people. It's quiet, extremely quiet. And it's very watchful. A true wisdom is not the same thing that the world calls it. God's foolishness is greater than man's greatest wisdom. In 1 Corinthians 1, 20 through 25, Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolish. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. We know that men do claim to be wise, but Romans 1, through 23 tells us, professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. We see this yet again the religion of worshiping creatures and idols has died out. Or has it? Think about that. <clears throat> what about the New Age movement, which is kind of old now, I think, where they worshiped Mother Earth? And of course, we have astrologers today they claim the stars guide our fortunes. Um, you'd be surprised how many people pay attention to that. And what about a lucky rabbit's foot? Anyone have one in their pocket? Not as popular as they used to be, are they? I had a flying squirrel in my pocket, actually. Not now, but years ago. Paid a quarter for him, too. It's about what he was worth. Or we have lucky hats. But worldly wisdom is bound to bring discord and sin from Satan if we think about it and we're told in James 3 14 through 16 but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts do not boast and lie against the truth this wisdom does not descend from above but it but is earthly sensual demonic for where envy and self-seeking exist confusion and every evil thing are there 
So if you think about it, um, the end result of the world's wisdom is going to be destruction. Wisdom doesn't bring, for instance, an understanding of God's creation. Earthly wisdom doesn't. Ecclesiastes 8, 16 through 17. When I applied my heart to know wisdom and to seek the business that is done on earth, even though one sees no sleep day or night, then I saw all the work of God that a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. For though a man labors to discover it, yet he will not find it. Moreover, though a wise man attempts to know it, he will not be able to find it. If you think about how much we have learned in the last century, just tremendous amounts, but it's such a tiny amount. There's so much more that we don't know of God's creation. And of course, wisdom is not knowledge. Knowledge is the understanding of God's will, and wisdom is the application of that knowledge. And you need to be good at both. And wisdom comes from respecting God, as we're told in Psalms 111.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. So we know that wisdom is valuable. It's to be chosen over money or jewels, as we're told in Proverbs 8, 10 through 11. Receive my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. Wouldn't you agree with that? If you have wisdom, you're going to do fine in this life, aren't you? But if you have riches, well, just look at the richest. and How well are they doing in this life? Not too good. And we're told also to seek it diligently. Proverbs 2, 1 through 6. Seek it diligently like it, you would look for buried treasure. Now that's, that's pretty exciting, isn't it? Buried treasure. Uh, Proverbs 2, 1 through 6. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So we're not told that wisdom is going to come to us easy. We should spend our life trying to obtain wisdom. It is a worthwhile goal. So where do we find wisdom? Well, the first and foremost source is God. Proverbs 2.6, For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And we can also learn wisdom, of course, from God's word. 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 15. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that, you're, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are 
able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And we've just finished a, a series on prayer on Wednesday night. And we know that we can ask God for wisdom when we pray. We're told that in the Bible, uh, James 1, 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to, to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Now, we remember that uh, Solomon asked for wisdom, and he certainly got it. And also in Ephesians 1, 15 through 17, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Well, sometimes we forget that even our parents can teach us wisdom. Remember when you were younger? Um, you didn't really believe that, did you? But as you got older, you started realizing that they had a lot of experience. Um, Proverbs 4, 3 through 9 tells us something about this. When I, was, when I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words, keep my commands and live. Give wisdom, get understanding. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Now, don't you think that if the world practiced this, if the parents would teach their children wisdom, it would be a better world? We're, we're missing a lot of that especially in this generation and probably the last two or three generations, we've, we've had a problem with that. The characteristics of wisdom, James 3, 13 and 17 through 18. Well, one of the characteristics is good conduct and a gentle life. You don't want to live a hard life, do you? That's rough on you. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceful, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And of course, we know that a truly wise man applies the scriptures in his life. Matthew 7, 24 through 27 tells us this. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man built, who built his house on the rock, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Of course, one other important characteristic of a wise man, he learns from rebuke. If you can't learn 
when someone constructively criticizes you, you've got a real problem. That's a very uh, good sign of being wise if you listen when you're wrong. Proverbs 9, 7 through 9 tells us, He who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself, and he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Do not correct a scoffer lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. Those are the characteristics we want to have. And we know that wisdom brings protection from evil and an understanding of what is good. As we read in Proverbs 2, beginning in verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth came knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path, when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul. So, in closing, wisdom is not the exclusive property of the very old. Though, the old are often very wise because of their experiences in the world. We may not have those experiences, but we can learn from others' experiences. But especially through God's word, we can all learn to be wise. So let's think on these things. And if you have gone astray, you're, you're not living the Christian life as you know you should, you had problems, whatever your concerns, you're amongst your family and we all love you. And this would be the perfect opportunity to ask for the prayers of the church and, and set your life right. We'll now have the invitation hymn.